Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. His passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I really enjoyed that conversation with Gary Smith from the Gary Smith Agency. You know, there are so many cool stories all up and down coast of Mississippi and throughout the state of Mississippi of people who are working in the trenches to make change happen, to help fill gaps in our community, entrepreneurial stories, people starting businesses like Gary did that are about helping people. Uh, so many great stories. If you know one of them, let us know about it. Go to our Facebook page or, or call the station and, and let us know who they are. We'd love to have them on the show and tell their stories. That's one of the reasons why we had this show. And what motivates me is to find those people that really don't want to talk about themselves and tell their stories so we can all be inspired by what they're doing. Someone that I've had a lot of respect for for a long, long time. We've worked in the community together in so many iterations of our lives is my friend, uh, Gerald Blessy, the former mayor of Biloxi and also an attorney who has done tremendous work here in coastal Mississippi for so many years. How you doing, Gerald? Great. Come on in, Ricky. It's good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, I mentioned to Gerald that he uh, is an ageless wonder to me, a guy <laughs> who has fought a bunch of fights over a lot of years, but he doesn't show the scars. He look, he's got a great smile, and, he's, and he seems to be healthy, wealthy, and wise these days. You've been doing well, my friend, huh? Well, I'm healthy. I'm not too, but the other two, I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hey, listen, uh, you, you've, you've got a lot of stuff that you're involved in, but one that's incredibly important that we talked about here on this show that I constantly remind people it hasn't gone away just because the Bonnie Carey Spillway hasn't been opened uh, doesn't mean that there hasn't been a lot of concern about the process for opening it and some of the solutions down the road. And your your involvement in the Mississippi Sound Coalition is, you know, it's been ongoing. So it's been tons of work that's happening there. So why don't we do this? Give people headlines on the coalition and who's part of the coalition. We got actually an important press conference coming up today at 10 at the Board of Supervisors meeting room. Uh, we'll say what you can say about that. But remind people what the Mississippi Sound Coalition is all about? Well, we have members and associate members. The key members are actually the local government, cities and counties on the three coast counties who got together in 2019 after the terrible Bonacary openings then with the algae bloom and killed all the oysters and uh, decided we need to do something about it. We filed a lawsuit that January, which uh, Judge Girola gave us uh, earlier, uh, a year ago, almost exactly, a, a very strong uh, order compelling the Corps, the Corps of Engineers to consult with National Marine Fisheries to look for alternate ways to mitigate, reduce, avoid, if possible, damaging the ecosystem of the Mississippi Sound, the central fishery habitat. And we did that under a law that's called Magnuson-Stevens Act, which is a great law to protect fisheries. Now, so that, that suit was filed by some of the members, those that participate, they can decide to be name plaintiffs and share the expense of that litigation. But in addition to that, we've been doing a lot of just public education and uh, working with our state legislatures, uh, uh, TORs and state officials and congressional officials to work up a body of evidence, science and engineering, good science and engineering, to present to the core and to the federal government about 
how they can change how they manage the Mississippi River without killing the Mississippi Sound and still protect New Orleans from flooding, which is, you know, the objective we all agree with. So, um, consequently, the, our legislative delegation on the coast was very supportive. They uh, got some money from uh, Gomez, some money last year to help us hire, which we have now through Harrison County, the custodian of the, of the money is. We've hired the Northern Gulf Institute, uh, Dr. Uh, Paul Mickle and his colleagues from the University of Southern Mississippi and from Mississippi State uh, are now actively working on uh, a tipping point study that uh, when they complete it, we will present that to the Corps of Engineers and to the National Congress. Here's how you can avoid these tipping points and here's how you do it. We've also got uh, uh, the NSPARC group from Mississippi State, which is the, their national economic research group, they're doing a study on the impact, not just of the 2019 economically on our whole economy, our whole way of life. As you know, tourism, seafood, uh, everybody's been affected, especially the oyster industry and, and uh, seafood industry. So what, uh, what they're studying is projections also about what happens when you open again, if you open it again. I mean, the Bonnie Carey in the last... Uh, eight years has been open more in those eight years and then all the years prior since 33 when it was built. So the, the openings are accelerating. We've been lucky now since 19, 2019, but it's inevitable. I mean, NOAA, uh, the Nas National Oceanographic, you know, Atmospheric, the weather people, uh, they're predicting greater rainfall for the next 15 years in the Mississippi River Basin, 31 states empty, all the way down the Mississippi, when it gets to flood zone at New Orleans, they got to open. They claim they have to open the Bonnie Carey. We think they can also open the Morganser before it gets to that point. Relieve the stress on Bonnie Carey, relieve, and, and also open Bonnie Carey before it gets to that point, but only slightly. Uh, there, there are many other solutions to this that uh, they're not using yet. There are four big floodplains, natural floodplains, upriver. Uh, north of uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, actually north of Arkansas, uh, that the Corps has the permission to use. They didn't use it in 2019. We want them to change their management structure so they use those kind of things, relieve the pressure. You know, it's kind of like the, 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 the Mississippi Sound, the salinity in the Mississippi Sound, it's a great estuary. As you know, Ricky, you're, you're a fisherman. You've loved it all your life, as, as all of us do. Recreational and commercial fishing is a way of life here. So too little salt, total fresh water, which is less than five parts of salt per thousand, uh, kills the oysters. And if it happens for 30 days, it's total mortality. That's what happened in 2019. And the natural reefs have not come back. Uh, it's, it's very hard to get them back once they're totally uh, dead like that. And I know hopefully we'll get them back. And, but the other thing is, too much salt is not good either. You need some fresh water. That's why this Mississippi Sound, which is a perfect estuary, you have, you know, the Pearl and, and the Biloxi and the Pascagoula and the Jordan filling it in. We don't need the Mississippi River water to get fresh water. So it's a Goldilocks, not too much and not too little salt. The other thing, though, is the problem is coming down the Mississippi River, emptying out of 31 states, is a lot of fertilizer and a lot of animal manure from pig farms in Illinois and other places. And they're dumping it in to the Mississippi River, and it's coming down. So when the Bonacari is open, it's really not fresh water. It's just saltless water with all these pollutants, and that's what caused the algae bloom.
Yeah. Got a futures yes. clip. Hey, isn't it amazing? By the way, congratulations on uh, the positive judges ruling from that initial lawsuit. But it's amazing, really, to think that the Corps of Engineers did not have to previously consider impact on the Mississippi Sound. I mean, over all these years, it's amazing that that wasn't required. Are, are you, does that sort of blow you away, or are you not surprised by something like that? It really does. It really does. And the core hides behind the notion that they can't do anything about it. They have actually used their discretion before in several instances to open other structures uh, as well as the bonnet carry uh, differently than when it's actually at flood requirement stage. But to really to, to get to your question, you know, our congressional delegation has been very helpful. So we went to D.C., you know, right after the 2019, we again, we've been, long story short, uh, our congressional delegation, especially Senator Wicker and, uh, and Senator Hyde-Smith, in 2022, finally funded at the end of the year, 100% federal money, 25, yeah, $25 million to the Corps of Engineers, to make them study the, the management, a comprehensive management of the lower Mississippi, that's from Missouri down. And, and for the first time, they picked up on what Judge Girola said, you must study the impact on the Mississippi Sound, literally, and the ecosystem of the Mississippi Sound, not just flood protection, which is it's still your goal. So we right. wanted to walk and chew gum, you know, we wanted to be able to do <laughs> right. protect. Right. New Orleans from flooding and the Chafalaya and any, everybody from flooding if they can. But if you have to open it, do it in a way that minimizes your impact because you also have a duty to show us you can what you're trying to do to avoid killing marine life. Hey, listen, is there, uh, and we're almost to the end of this segment, so we'll pick yeah. it up on the other side, but, but I, is there an organization like the Mississippi Sound Coalition in Louisiana, because you know it's not—it's not like Louisiana is doing something to us. It's the core doing something to Louisiana and Mississippi because of the impacts on Lake Lake Bourne and Lake Pontchartrain, et cetera. Is there a similar organization in Louisiana? Let me answer that question two ways. Yes, there are fishermen's organizations. We've communicated with them. They're very much aligned with what we're doing. They have recently filed some lawsuits themselves, by the way. Uh, but Louisiana is, unfortunately, through its CEPR, its Coastal Protection Restoration Authority, which has $15 billion or so of BP money. from. Uh, they, they're doing a lot of stuff that we've really got to pay attention to. We're, now, we're, I'm deeply concerned about it. Deeply concerned about the it. The Breton Sound Diversion. We can talk about that more. The Breton Sound Diversion being at the top of the list as, yeah. it, as, it, yeah. as it currently is. Hey, when yeah. we come back, we'll continue our conversation yeah. with uh, Gerald Blessie. He's an attorney representing the Mississippi Sound Coalition, along with Robert Weigel, who's a terrific environmental lawyer here in Coastal Mississippi, and Moby Solange as, the, as sort of the big scientists on, on board. When we come back, there's actually an important press conference coming up. We'll get what we can say about that uh, that's going to be happening at 10 at the Harrison County Courthouse. We'll see you after this. to more of the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Welcome back to the Ricky Matthew Show. My friend Gerald Blessy with us today, and we're talking about the Mississippi Sound Coalition. We're going to talk about now the, a press conference that's about to happen. We'll pick it up on the on the other side after we talk about the press conference and uh, and get anything else in we can get in. But you know, one of the things I say is that there's a powerful lubrication to change that comes from pain, and the pain of the algae bloom that followed opening the the Bonnie Carey twice. Um, you know, made it, everybody was aligned around it. Everybody were focused on it. But then, you know, you don't open it for a couple of years. The pain sort of goes away. The pain is still there. We just don't see it. It's coming in, a, in many other forms. Uh, we talked about the potential, well, the, the, the Breton Sound Diversion Project and how that might have an impact. We'll come back to all that here in just a second. Why don't you tell me about the press conference you're all about to have? Well, let me say the pain is still there for the oyster fishermen who lost their livelihoods uh, that the natural wild oysters caught, especially off Pasha's Chan. So the press conference at 10 this morning, uh, we're having a general membership meeting of the coalition at the Gulfport uh, Harrison County Courthouse in the Board of Supervisors room. Uh, at the beginning of that, we'll have a press conference. We've invited the press to uh, hear an announcement about some new legal action that we are taking some of our members or not all of our members but most of our uh, members are supporting it and uh, the essence of it will be to um, again highlight the impact on the ecosystem of Mississippi Sound and marine life. Uh, the court says they can't do anything about uh, avoiding uh, dumping all that water when it's flood time in New Orleans and we want them to protect New Orleans. But the problem is the Corps, we think, does have the discretion. But we, uh, since they're not using it, we're, we're asking the court under a different law than the one we won last year. That was Magnus and Stevens. This law that we're bringing up is, a, is another quiver in our quiver of arrows to show the Corps that you have a duty not just to follow the um, the 1928 Act that gave them the duty of protecting New Orleans from flooding, which we want you to do. We want you to continue to protect New Orleans and everybody from flooding. But these other laws say you must look at the ecosystems of the of the in Mississippi and Louisiana where you're dumping this water, and you've got to find ways to have a win-win. You, you can serve both goals. You can protect the environment and protect people from flooding. How you do that is complicated. And, and you've got all these structures, and you're probably going to have to, you, the core, we think you're going to have to go back and look at all those structures again. Actually, the, the Congress just funded 30-something million for them to look at the old river control structure. We think they need to look at Morganza again, need to look at uh, Bonnie Carey. These are very old structures. You know, they're built in the 30s, uh, yeah. almost a century ago. And so let, let's modernize them so you don't have to worry about whether they're going to break down if you open them up, which I think might be part of the problem with them not opening the Morganza, we're not sure, but let's let's they should look at that, and we hope the Congress will pay them to do that one too. Might you learn something about the Morganza in this lawsuit that we don't know, which is you know more clarity around how scared they may be to open it. There's a there's a lot big school of thought that opening the Morganza could potentially cause it to be undermined and literally cause the Mississippi River to change course. Is that a concern that you have? And is there, is there a possibility through this lawsuit we're going to learn more about those concerns? Well, the concern of those structures, all those structures, uh, Old River, Morganza, Bonnie Carey, all of them, there are others up and down the river. 
and the levees themselves. I mean, yes, it is a complicated thing. I mean, we must say the Corps has a very difficult, complicated job. But let's put some time and money on making sure we get the best engineers in the world here working on this. Surely you can fix those so you're not going to have to worry about it. opening the Malganza causing a problem of not being able to close it again, which there is allegedly some fear of that. Well, you know, I haven't really thought much about if, you know, this old structure in the Bonnie Carey, if it were to begin to break down, I have these images of the levees breaking and, and, and uh, you know, New Orleans flooding, watching, watching the undermining take place there and how difficult it was to solve that. Can you imagine if the Bonnie Carey were opened and they couldn't close it again? I, I haven't given that much consideration, but that's something you're concerned about, isn't it? Well, it's leaking right now. You know, it's the, the, the boards they use uh, are leaking. It, it, it's already flawed. So that uh, opening it is, is, is even worse. But when it's closed, it's still sending this polluted water into Lake Pontchartrain, Lake Bourne, and Mississippi Sound. So we think it needs to be looked at again from an engineering standpoint, upgrade it, modernize it. So that if you have to use it, it's not so harmful. Well, then if you have to use it, then it's a viable alternative, right? You know, it, we want, you know, the interesting thing about this conversation, and we'll talk more in future shows about this because we should be circling back more often to keep this on the front burner, is the, this notion that there are, there are other alternatives north of there. And uh, that's something we haven't really talked much about. We've got less than a minute, but what you got to say about that? Well, opening floodplains, we think, is worthy of consideration. There are natural floodplains that could be opened. And so we, the Corps should really, and actually the Congress, as I mentioned earlier, has started, uh, has given the Corps the money to do a five-year Lower Mississippi Comprehensive Management Study. We are stakeholders in that. Congressman Ezel was very strong in a hearing last summer saying, you must include the coalition, Mississippi Sound Coalition, as stakeholders in that study. We think they can look at those and that can be part of the new management regime. I think it's, I think you guys are getting tremendous clarity. Hey, when we Come, but when we come back together again in the next couple of weeks, because I'll have you back, I, I do want to talk more about Britain Sound and you know beyond the issues that we faced before. What are all these other complicated issues and how are they going to impact us? But for, for now, I really appreciate you spending some time with me, Gerald Blessing. Thank you, Ricky. Thanks for having us. Good luck with your with your news conference and your meeting today. Listen, have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.